going on, everyone? Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you off and rolling this Monday morning. Well, hope everyone had a great holiday season. Obviously, it's been a, uh, a stretch here for John and I since we've been back with you. Since that time, the Eagles, uh, not so good. Frustrating but understandable loss at Dallas. And yesterday, just an absolutely horrible performance. Just a horrible performance Home against the Saints. So, obviously, the stakes are high for Week 18. We'll discuss it all and do it all with you on the phone lines. Want to get a lot of reaction to what went down yesterday. All of it with you, 215-592-9494. Richard Rich. Hello, Joe. Hello there, pal. Do you know the sum of all the numbers on a roulette wheel is 666? No, I did not know that. Evil. Very evil. That's scary (laughs) stuff, man. That really does freak me out. Yep. Just like... Like yesterday? Eagles, yeah. John, the Eagles gameplay has been evil. You know, so Dallas, th- that one didn't bother me. It really didn't because, ah, no big deal. Yeah, face the Saints. Oh, no, no. You yeah, know no what? The deal. last two weeks, actually the last three weeks, Joe, everyone's haphazard no attitude. No eh, they got three weeks. It's no biggie. They'll be fine. No biggie. Well, we still haven't locked up the one seed nope. because this is professional football, and somehow this – organization decided that we could just show up on Sunday and it would somehow net a win, merit a win. That's not how it works. Well, it certainly that yeah. Saints team, they wanted it worse than we did. And this happens all the time. You got one team, the Eagles, where it's like, hey, guys, you know what? We can lock up a gr- the one seed, yep. lock up a bye. And then you got the other team. And, and so that team says, man, we're going to play hard. And, and, and all the fans say they're going to play so hard because they got so much to play for. Well, you know what the Saints had to play for? If they lose, they're going home yeah. for sure. Yep. It was do or die time. It was sudden death. And then they ended up going home anyway because, you know, of the other games the later, in the, later yeah. in the day. Yeah. But they kept themselves alive. And and they played that way. They played with that level of motivation and, and, and intensity. And we did not. No. And we also had a quarterback who was the worst we've ever seen him, which doesn't help anything. And by, and by the way, it doesn't seem like this bothers me now. Hey, he's on, think, hey, Seltzer, he's on a roll, man. Coming in hot. <laughs> Your Happy New Year, week. guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Happy New Year. All right, go ahead. No, for real. I forgot. Yeah, Happy no, New go Year. For it. Good. Uh, good tidings, all those things. Good. Yes. Yeah. Merry. You know, Merry. You know, bald, bald drops. Christmas and holidays you and know, every. All that stuff. That you know? was pretty yeah. cool. Happy Hanukkah, <laughs> Seltzer to you and. To everyone out there, yes, right? the oh, new year you know? should be great. Hey, look, nowhere to go but up. So, exactly, nowhere to go but exactly. up. We're, yeah. we're bottom rung right now. Yeah. Hey, uh, remember when Carson Wentz was our quarterback and we liked him and yes. then he got hurt? I do remember that. And we thought, oh, man, you know, th- things aren't looking good. Nick, Nick Foles against the Raiders yeah. and the Cowboys. What are we going to do? And then Doug Peterson and company – Frank Reich, who's still out there, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, went back to the drawing board and they said, you know what? We're going to watch Chip Kelly, Nick Foles, yeah. and we're going to incorporate some new ideas to suit this quarterback. Where? What happened to doing that? Like, did we get lulled into a sense of complacency last week because Gardner Minshew threw for whatever it was, 355 yards against the Dallas Cowboys in a losing effort, by the way, yep, yep. that they thought Gardner Minshew can be Jalen Hurts enough 
Like, everything is like, oh, we can do just enough to get that win, and then we'll be the one seed. That's not ever how it works in the NFL. Well, look, you got to show up, yeah. and you got to have a plan, and you got to play like you mean it, and you want it, and they didn't. They did not. Look, we want to hear from everyone at 215-592-9494. There's, needless to say, a lot to break down from the game, and, and to a certain extent, the last two games since John and I were together and all that. Uh, look, yesterday was horrible. Minshew was shockingly bad. He was – I couldn't believe yeah. it. I, I, I've been a big believer in Minshew as a quality backup. I thought No, no, a, no, no. We thought he was starter. Starter. Well, like, well, we thought he was 20-ish, 25, or, yeah. you know, somewhere in that He he, he heard his chance. Look, we know he's competing with Carson and some other quarterbacks for, you know, the Daniel Joneses of the world. Who's going to be a starter next year on those back-end four or five starter spots that are always open? Um, he took a huge step back for his cause for next year, his case for yeah. next year to be a starter. But in the process, he put the Eagles in a tough spot here, man. I mean, because – you believe this spot? Well, Can listen. you believe – okay, three weeks ago. Yep. We're now playing our starter. Yeah, I know. Against the, the Giants scout team. Yeah. Guys who are trying to make some other roster. And the Giants might play their starters. We'll oh, say. If you don't know, the Giants have the six seed locked off, and it's the six seed exclusive. Not five, not seven. So the thought is the Giants won't play their players. We'll get into that as we move forward. But we want to, we want your reaction on yesterday. I mean, look, Minshew stunk. I can't believe he bad, how bad he was. The offensive system of Sirianni and Steichen stunk. I mean, the fact that they didn't run the ball for so long was such a joke. Now, I know Miles Sanders is banged up. And I know there's the belief that with Minshew you should be able to move the ball. And I thought they would. But I didn't my, – my strategy would not have been let's abandon the run game altogether. And to the extent they don't want to run, you know, Miles Sanders 20 times, can you get Boston Scott involved? I thought when Boston Scott got in there he looked good. I think he always looks good. Not great, but I can trust him. I can give Boston Scott the ball 10 times if I have to. So they completely, you know, go, don't go that direction at all. Plus, the offensive line. I mean, we know the Lane Johnson Boston thing was hurts. Part of the offensive line yesterday. Say it again. Boston Scott ended up being part of the offensive line because they were putting him over there by Driscoll all the yeah, time well, to well, help Driscoll out. Yeah, and you even saw Miles Sanders in the first play of the game completely, you know, whiffed on a on a block. And so, but but obviously, Melotta continues to struggle. Driscoll really struggled. Kelsey took ownership for some communication issues. You know, missed assignments as they call them, you know, the MAs that you heard a, a lot of reference to after the game yesterday. It was just a bad performance, and it felt like they were asleep. Now, I'm not going to say all of them, because I thought the D-line brought it. I mean, the pass rush continued to do its its job, but there just was um, – it, it reminded me a lot, and, John, you referenced it three minutes ago. It reminded me a lot of the Eagles-Raiders game. In 2017, the second to last game of the season, Eagles going for the one seed, not playing a great game. But in that instance, finding a way to win the game in the end. And in this instance yesterday, pick six, that chance over, done, on to the next week, one final shot to get the one seed, which they will probably get. But obviously, you know, this does not feel like they're clicking on all cylinders, even close to it as they head toward the playoffs. Look, let's go to the phones again. get a lot of reaction. Your your reaction to yesterday's loss, what stood out to you, the Minshew element of it, Steichen and Sirianni, the lack of running the ball, how the defense played. By the way, Slay and Bradbury, who I think it's fair to say now, are not nearly at the same level they were earlier this year. What you make of that? Reuben Frank, I thought, had a magnificent point post game on television talking about how, you know, you see Lattimore jump the, jump the route and get the touchdown. 
And with this heavy, hard, great pass rush the Eagles are putting out there, where are the interceptions from Slay and Bradbury? I mean, where are they? So let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Ken and Cinnamon kicks us off today. Hi, Ken. Happy New Year, gentlemen. Happy New Year, Ken. Happy New Year. Well, you know, I told James I lost my voice yesterday screaming, and I wasn't even at the game. I was I was in my living room. So yeah. that, you know, John, you brought this up on several occasions, and I think I think yesterday kind of typified what happens when you go into a, an NFL game and you don't respect your opponent. Hmm. And here, here's the thing that that I, I will never know, but if the internal conversations at the Novacare Complex all week were anything along the lines of if this was a really important game, if it was a playoff game, Jalen will be healthy enough to play, but this is just a game that we need or don't need, so we're not going to risk it. Mm-hmm. If he was healthy enough to play when the game mattered, he should have played because every one of these games matters. Mm-hmm. And if those conversations took place, then that is typifying the entire organization. I don't agree, Ken. I, I, I do not agree with you. And, I, and, I, and Ken, I'm going to tell you why I don't agree with you. Because you have a team that had answered the bell week after week this year. This is, to me, a moment last week where you trust the team against a not horrible Saints team, but not a quality Saints team. And you say, I trust Slay. I trust Kelsey. I trust Miles Sanders and A.J. Brown like and Devontae. They a quality Saints and, team and, yesterday. Well, they, the they, but, they, but they're, not, they're not good. They're okay. They're, they might be average. But, I mean, Ken, to me, I would trust the other 52 and, by the way, put some trust in Minshew and say, I believe we'll win anyway. There's a greater purpose. We're going to let Jalen Hurts not have to play for a month. He's going to be a rock star come playoff time fully healthy. I thought it was a sound strategy. Obviously, it didn't work. But I wouldn't say that it undercut their preparation, that it sends the wrong signal to the guys. I don't buy come that. Come on. I think it does send the Look, it, Jalen Hurts was Joe, out I, there in practice, right? We, we don't know exactly yeah, he practiced how on much. Thursday a little bit. Yeah, whatever yeah, it was. But if that, I, I do wonder if that message was sent. Hey, Jalen, he's close. He's good. If this were a playoff game, he could play. But it's not a playoff game, so we're going to hold them out. What what message does that? Jen? All right, Ken, go ahead. Well, Ken, Joe, go ahead. So, counterpoint to that is, you know, exactly kind of what John just said. If if that team looked prepared to play yesterday and they just got beat by a team that, that, that played better, then you can almost accept that. But that team did not look prepared to play yesterday, especially on offense. And if everybody in the Novacare complex and all 53, all 53 guys on that roster on game day, if they know that if the game really mattered, Jalen would be playing, but he's not playing today, how do they not take well, the message from the leadership that the game doesn't really matter? Well, listen, Ken, here's, here's my issue with that. And, again, everyone can weigh in. My issue with that is then shame on the other 52 dudes. I mean, step up. Like, I, I get it. I mean, we all get it. I mean, there are some games that do matter more than others. I, I, we all, we're all humans. We know that. But, but that's oh, the oh. point. It's, it's human nature. If some edge is taken off, some edge is taken off. If you're saying, "Hey, we're we're good enough to win, not yeah. going a hundred percent," then guys, just it, it just it just happens. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Well, I'll just every year at this time, yeah, it happens. I, I get your point. I mean, there's a risk and reward element to it. We knew we knew that going into the game, and and we saw it manifest the way we saw it. Look, your reaction went all two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie. It is a new year. Happy New Year to all on 94 WIFA. 
Well, it was really an ugly game. I mean, really, really ugly. Jetta Cameron and John Rich. Now, look, we'll ask you what was the biggest reason why the Eagles lost to the Saints in our Twitter poll question of the day. Narrowed it down to three choices. A, Minshew. He stunk. B, Sirianni and Steichen. They were bad. Game plan, you know, not running the ball enough, all that stuff. C, team was overconfident. Put another way, the team was flat. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. You can weigh in on that at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter, certainly on the phone lines as well. Let's go to Joe in Mayfair right now. Hi, Joe. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Uh, happy New Year, you all, all three of you guys. Hope you had a healthy and happy holiday season. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. And let's give it to this football team. Um, quick, quick question. Did Lane Johnson play right tackle yesterday? He did not. He did not. Okay, so passing Minshew six out of the first – Sorry, seven out of the first nine snaps passing Minshew was not a smart idea. If your team is flat and you can tell that your team is slightly flat, they love to run block. Now the first three plays are pass, pass, pass. Then you come back and run two plays and you're third and two. This is where I knew the game was a lost game plan. Third and two, and Minshew's in shotgun running an RPO. I knew right there the game was lost offensively. They had no clue of the game plan. Why do you have third and two? You just ran miles four four yards, boom, boom, and you have an RPO with Minshew and shotgun on a third and two, and it's dead to rights. Then you come back the next series and three straight passes again. I can't blame the players when the coaching staff in the first nine snaps of the game have seven pass calls out of the first nine snaps. When you're run-blocking offensive line with a right tackle that's not Lane Johnson protecting Minshew, who had happy feet last week against the Cowboys. Yeah. The well, defense gave up 13 points yesterday, guys. So yep. we can't say the entire defense. Bradbury got beat on one play out of the entire game. Yeah, they're not getting the turnovers, but they gave up 13 points. Yeah. You mean your high coach and your offensive coordinator couldn't come up with a game plan to control the clock yesterday and put your quarterback in positions to get the ball out of the hands quicker, like some screens, um, a little misdirection, throw the ball to the tight end. I don't know why Dallas Goddard's actually off the IR because he's not being used enough if he's healthy. That's another thing. you got to get into that. Dal- Dallas Goddard has disappeared completely. Joe, you know, thanks three, for the call, boy. Three receptions the last two games. And when you look at the way they deployed him uh, during this game, he was, uh, geez, remember the first, I don't know, 15 games of the year, however many games before he got hurt. It was like every, I don't know, 10th play, we're doing that screen to the left to Dallas Goddard. Yep. We tried a screen to Dallas Goddard early in this one, and uh, it failed. Uh, you know, they, they covered it, and Minshew ended up having to throw it away. But he's not lining up in a tight end position as often as what we saw earlier in the year. They're lining him up like a wide receiver out there. You know, two-point stance, off the line of scrimmage. And when he is aligned as a tight end, he's not blocking the same way that we once saw. Part of why I love Dallas Goddard so much is he gets after it. Yep. He's, a, he's the gronkiest tight end in the NFL when he's right and and now you you watch him it it looks like they're hesitant to put him in those blocking situations where he's going to be run blocking or you know like whamming a d tackle or being the lead blocker like a fullback they're using stolen that capacity sometimes but when they ask dallas goddard to do that 
he looks like a completely different player. And, and I don't know the reason for that. I don't know if it's because his shoulder is still giving him problems. I don't know if it's partly, hey, you know, the, this game against this team, this Saints team will be good enough. You know, like we're, we're going to line you up outside. We don't need you to, uh, you know, put your shoulder in jeopardy. It looked like he played yesterday to not get hurt wow. at times. Wow. And that's not his M.O. No, that's not good. Chris and Berwin. Hi, Chris. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Chris. Um, So, for me, I'm not going to panic too much right now. Um, I was, you know, I feel like the the Dallas loss, that was just more of a fact that we turned the ball ball over four times. Uh, We were right in it. Um, With our backup quarterback uh, against, you know, a good team. And, you know, that, that's where the turnovers are why we lost. And the game yesterday, I just feel like that's, you know, you throw away that game because it was just bad all around. Like you said, Minshew was terrible. The play calling, didn't understand it at all. Um, so I, I just still you know, feel like you throw it away, you move on, you, you fix your mistakes because I think they are fixable. Um, and, you know, I, I think – that things are going to be fine. In the well, Chris, here's the thing. So there's a couple of different ways to look at it. I tend to think they're still going to be the one seed. I'll say that strongly. But, you know, one, one problem with yesterday is we don't know yet, six days before they got to play this next and final game of the regular season, which injuries they will suffer six days from now that they would not have suffered if the starters didn't have to play. You know, like they, you don't quite know the casualty rate yet of the impact of that loss yesterday, even if the Eagles get the one seed, which they probably will, because we don't know what the line of fire will be, you know, in this final game and who's going to get hurt. I mean, they had a chance yesterday to not have to play anybody six days from now. Nobody. Nobody was going to have to play of consequence. And now they all got to play, including Hurts. And, you know, what what will that impact be on the playoffs? I don't know. We don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, for me, I mean, I guess on the flip side, you could say, well, maybe, maybe there's rust involved. Uh, I mean, if you want to look at it at that angle. Um, I don't know. But for me, I don't know for you guys watching that game. I know the box score showed that the, the defense played, you know, pretty well, only yep. up 13 points. But I felt like the Saints were just able to move it so easily against us. Uh, I, I don't know if that's if you're worried about that in the playoffs or not. But uh, that, that's one thing I want to keep an eye on. All right, man. Well, Chris, sure. appreciate the call. We uh, should be worried when, when teams decide they're going to line up and power it. You know, they they put a fullback in the game, yep. and they would run the quarterback power with their gigantic tight end slash quarterback, and and we didn't stop it. They no. scored a touchdown with that, and and that's been a, a common theme this, this whole year. The, you know, the games that we've lost, our opponent has decided to line up and run power schemes against us. And they were able to do yesterday to us what we do to everyone with one quarterback. They did with two. Right. They they got Andy Dalton. They've got whatever. Jeez, whatever his name is. Uh, the number seven. What what? The uh, heck? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Yes. Holy cow. <laughs> Um, Happens to me too. Sometimes. Taysom, Taysom Hill, and, and Andy Dalton combined to be Jalen Hurts, and everyone wants to be able to run that type of game plan, the type that we can run when Jalen's in there. We saw yesterday. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about this, Joe. Joe. Jalen Hurts is so much more valuable than any of us could have imagined, and these last two games proved it. Even though we were talking about the fact that he needs to be the MVP of the NFL. He is so much better 
for this team than we ever could have really understood. Well, I think realized. his I think his MVP candidacy looks better now. We know that on we this that, on this but he, level, but that doesn't mean he'll but get it. It, it doesn't. He's not going to get it because he just had to miss two games. Yeah, I don't know. It's and it, the stats are going to skew I, to Mahomes, and and he'll probably get it. Yeah, and that's I mean, the shame of it. it. It's that that one could cut either way. Uh, I'm not sure yet, but I do know this. I appreciate him even more now, and I already appreciated him a lot. I appreciate him even more. James, can you believe how bad Minshew was yesterday? It was unbelievable. I mean, it's the worst he's ever looked, or at least that we've seen him ever seen look him, yeah. by, by far. I mean, he looked like he was t- – he looked like Carson Wentz. Like, scared in the pocket, frenetic, never comfortable, never right. set, always moving, always looking uncomfortable. It, it was really bad. It was bad. And obviously – But that he, pocket was breaking down. It was. Almost instantaneously. So, who was the most responsible, John? I mean, you you analyze line plays. It, yeah. Driscoll won Mulata too? Driscoll was – yeah. Yeah, I think so. Driscoll was pretty bad. And they made it a point to try to help him out a lot. And that does compromise your offense because then you have one less guy out in the, 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 the route tree. Yep. But Mylotta – Still, you know, having trouble. You know, the guy spinning back inside on him, but but it it wasn't just one guy. It was it was also the inside guys, the the sure. guards giving too much penetration to where Minshew just couldn't even step up when Mayalata right. was getting beat with the inside. Spin. And of course, Minshew's not athletic, so there's nothing he can really oh. do. Once they get in there, it's you know, it's it's a done deal. If he doesn't get the ball, it's like Foles. If when, you don't get the ball out quick, you're done. And when the coverage matches with the pass rush like the Saints did then there's nothing you can do and and that's why we had what one first down in the first half we had yeah and not to the end of the first two half. rushes well, I think it was two it was two it half. was two two and they were both near the end of the first half it was really brutal yeah. by the way uh, uh Jason Kelsey also took some responsibility from a communication standpoint here's Kelsey after the game obviously frustrated and annoyed with the the lack of communication and, and, and taking ownership himself because it did look messy. Uh, here's Kelsey after the game. I, yeah, I, I, I can't speak for everybody. I think I had a, a lot of MAs today, uh, which is frustrating, especially uh, with a new guy coming in the quarterback. You know, I'm a constant piece. It's kind of my job to make sure everybody's on the same page. And I was, I was complete horse on that today. So um, don't watch the tape. And uh, get things fixed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ma, by the way, being a term meaning missed assignments. Obviously, you got to know who's coming and where they're coming from, and whose job it is to pick up the various defensive linemen and linebackers coming at you. John, do you, from what you saw, is some of that on Kelsey? I mean, that that the guys were not ready because he did not pre-snap properly communicate. Is that reasonable? I'm. Um. I, I think he's being a good being team a good team. That's why I'm asking you. That's but, why I'm trying to find out. I, look, I don't know. Like I said, it was collapsing fast. It didn't look to me like they were missing these, you know, blitz pickups. The the way it, he's making it sound, mm-hmm. it looked like they just weren't executing physically, and they were getting beat. And that was certainly Everyone. the Miles Miles Sanders situation. He was in position, first play, first offensive play. Yeah. He's in position to take on that blitzing linebacker. Oh, barely he in just, position. He needs but he to got get the, over there a little in earlier. A hurry, yes, yes. And he needs to not drop his head, and he needs to strike with his hands. Well, that's my. He was he was close enough that he should have been able to make it, but he did a poor job in engaging yeah. that guy. Yeah. And then the guy went right around him, and Minshew went down. Yeah. It's more of a physical failure. I agree. Than a mental. I agree with that. Let's go to Paul right now. Good morning, Paul. Gentlemen, good morning. 
Hey, Happy Paul. New Year. Happy New Year. You guys have no clue how much I missed you. <laughs> have no clue. We got guys on here talking about Garden Minshew. It's like Jalen Hurts and all this other. Paul, can I Paul, can I, can I, can I ask you a question? I'm just curious. Yes, sir. Because I'm Absolutely. just trying to figure out where we stand in the, in the pecking order. Um, did you miss us more or Hurts more? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wondering. Dad, I'm just, t- listen, listen, guys, I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. Listening to you guys is like listening to uh, Pierre Andre on the Christmas story when he yeah. was giving Ralphie the, uh, the over team cold. That's how much I miss you guys. I'm wow. anticipating you guys enough. coming back like that. Fair so, enough. Well, we're, we're happy to be here, Paul. <laughs> um, listen, why are we overcomplicating this issue? And I hate to get on here and start having to try to bash people, not bash them, but come at them a little harsh. Nick Sirianni, he is not Bill Walsh. Shane Steichen is not North Turner. Let's cut this crap out. You got this. The New Orleans Saints had the 22nd-ranked run defense. They got the third-ranked pass defense. But you want to go into the game and pass the ball 32 times while we overcomplicating this, guys? We do this every year with these, with these, with these coaches. Run the mm-hmm. ball. Miles Stanton was averaging 5.1 yards a carry. Off, off of 12 carries. 12 carries. And you telling me we cannot run the football? This is asinine. This is asinine, and I blame nothing but the coaches. I don't blame Gardner Minshew. I don't blame. Yeah, the you should Steelers. blame. You should blame Gardner a little bit, man. He was uh, he was pretty bad, Paul. He was actually horrendous. Uh, well, he's not Jalen Hurts, but I no. mean, but come on, I mean, it's, it's Gardner Minshew. You, you you take the good with the bad. You know, give and take. The coaches be prepared. I, I see Shane Steichen trying to coach because he wants a head coaching job next year, buddy. You need to win the Super Bowl first. You come up pecking order. Let's, let's keep everything dressed right, dressed. Win the Super Bowl first, and then worry about being a head coach. Don't put don't put the carriage before the her the, the horse. Do not do that. All right, and Paul. I right, listen. I right, Paul. I hear your frustration, man. I get it. Let's go to Billy T right now in Princeton. What's up, Billy T? Wow, happy New Year, fellas. Happy uh, New Year, Billy T. John, you were all over it yesterday, post game. But I want to make a couple comments about the, the line play. And and this the previous caller kind of brought it in. Um, you know, you have a good running attack. You, you've got your best offensive lineman out, arguably the best in football. And you got a kid out there on an island trying to, you know, handle a, a pass rusher. So what do you do? You're supposed to run right at the guy. You're supposed to run the football. Let the guys, the offensive line guys, let them put their cleats in the ground and move forward, not backwards. Start getting a rhythm for the game and start knocking the snot out of the other guys. And if they would, if they came out in the second half because I was sitting with my friends and I go, Scotland's going to yeah. give them help. They came out in the second half and they were running it right up, you know, Six, seven, eight yards. Am I wrong? Billy T, here's my biggest issue with the coaches yesterday. It's not that they did not run the ball in the first drive. It's that after seeing that first drive, they didn't, or second drive especially, they didn't feel the game in the second quarter. They didn't feel that Minshew was struggling and the pass protection was a struggling situation. And they didn't say, aha. Our guys in that regard are struggling. Let's let's commit to running the ball now. And they let a whole nother probably two series go by before they went to it. 
and then they were in a hole. It was the second that's, half. That's the issue. It was, it, it was until the second half. They didn't have an opportunity because they never got in that rhythm in the first half. It was like three and out. But they weren't out, choosing on first down to run it. And that's my issue. Once you saw in the first drive or two that it hadn't worked, they should have adjusted by drive three, and they still were not. Okay. I'm just uh, telling and, you that. And I think it was like three drives. They were three and outs. It and was. And then, it was and then it was like, holy cow, we're yeah. going in at halftime, and right. we just got our first first down. Right. There are seconds left in the first half. Correct. That's exactly what Yeah, I mean. so they weren't able to get into a rhythm. My objection is they did come out, and they, they, sh- they had a concerted effort to run the football in the second half when we got the football yep. back, and we were successful. And then we went away from it to the, to where we threw the ball ten times in a row. What did it we again? Were, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and then there was the we we ran it the whole way down the field, and uh, Kenny Gainwell scored. Right. And it was called back, and then we went to the air. Well, I mean, at that moment they had to, but you're saying thereafter. Yeah, because after, it was like third and, and or, did, or second and long, whatever it was, they, third and yeah, whatever. They, they they but then they never returned. You know, like the yeah. first half, the first half was over. Second half started. They did seem like they went in on the whiteboards and they're like, "We're gonna run this. We're gonna run this. Run it on the ground." Yep. And then they, it's like they they forgot. All right, and, let me and ask. You. And we weren't in a position where we were so far behind. Right. We had to throw it. I got a question, John, for you. But Seltzer is you as well. I have a feeling, John, you're going to hate the premise of the question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you think, as they neared the playoffs, thinking that they would win regardless, they were trying to be careful with Miles Sanders to not subject him to Probably. Too, too much punishment? Yeah I, yeah, I think that is part of it. Yeah, I do too. And, and I'm telling you, by the way that Dallas Goddard played, I think there was some, you know, little angel on his shoulder coming from the front office saying, you need to be careful. You need to be cautious with the way that you play because I don't understand the way he played football. It was not Dallas Goddard style football and the way they aligned him in the first half, you know, always off the ball. He's a wide receiver. Second half, we come out and we're trying to run it. He was not blocking the way we watch him block. I mean, I'm, I'm just, it, you, you got to check it out for yourself. If you get a chance, like, it, rather than firing out and trying to push guys around and, and, and lock on and keep driving, he was just like positionally standing in front of people. It felt like there was a message to some players, hey, be careful. you got to be careful. Yeah. And you cannot win if that's, if that's in your mind to any degree. I think that's the biggest problem. Well, maybe yesterday. they maybe they brought him back too early. I mean, I well, don't know. Ca- maybe it seems like they kept him out a while. I, I you have to wonder. I mean, he does not look the same, and I don't know how much of that is physical and how much of that is. Hey, I just I got to be ready for the stretch. See, running. I think the thirteen and one safe thirteen and one. Look, I'll say this from my standpoint. I felt, and you guys know, because we talked about this before. You know, we all disbanded for the Christmas break and all that. Like I saw almost no pathway to which they would lose the one seed. And so my mindset, well, that's not a big deal. Don't worry about that. And then I'm saying, oh, don't worry about that. And then don't worry about that. And don't yeah. worry about that. And now there's and one game left. Are. Yeah, one game to go. Yeah. One game to go. Here we are. And we, we don't know <laughs> if we'll have Josh Sweat available or not. We don't know about C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Right. We don't know about Avante Maddox. Well, we don't here's know the, about Lane Johnson. Sure. Here's we the other thing. We think we'll get Jalen back, but does he solve ev- all these other positions? Right. And, and, and here's the crazy thing. Because there's a tumble effect that is 
is is real. It's not like necessarily one to two, although I suppose it could be. Is it just wait? Is Minnesota's done now? It's just, Minnesota's the three seed now. Okay, and San Fran can't get it. So, it's, so it's, no, it's San Fran can. They can. San okay. Fran so can. they, yeah, so they Eagles, San Dallas Fran, and San Fran. Da- yeah, those three. Okay, exactly. So, so theoretically, if the Eagles lost, they would need Dallas and San Fran to also lose to get the. Win. All right, but the problem is, if Dallas gets one, Eagles are five. Like Eagles don't go one to two, one to three, one to four. Like if Dallas gets it, the Eagles are five. That's a problem, because now you're on the road the whole way. Look, I don't think it's going to happen, but, I mean, it's now within striking distance of – I mean, that could happen. Let's go to Drew in Westchester. Hi, Drew. Happy New Year, guys. I wish I was talking to you under uh, better circumstances, but good yeah. to have you back. Uh, at the end of my call, I'd like to give an under-the-radar nomination for the bad award, sure. um, if I could. Sure. Um, but starting um, with the offense and the coaching staff, I think Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen need to incorporate some tendency breakers – into this offense and quickly there were multiple times yesterday where it felt like the saints knew exactly what the play was going to be before it was snapped and i'm not even just talking about the pick six and the qb sneak there was a play i think late in the second quarter gardner struggling he had been sacked four times it's like third and three and they're running an empty set um tipping your cap that it's going to be a pass from the jump and i'm just concerned now because I've been pretty positive about this coaching staff going back to last year. I was defending them last year, and now it's making me question everything. Even this year, I thought, you know, oh, it's such a good partnership. They're bringing Jalen along so well. And now I'm concerned that Jalen's just been making them look good and that if he's compromised at all in the playoffs, are they going to be able to help him out or not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely a concern. Jalen made everyone look like they were the next big thing. Like Shane Steichen was going to go be the head coach of the, I don't know, the Denver Broncos or something. You know, now I do doubt that. Now I I do wonder how much of that is just Jalen lifts everyone around him. Drew, you know who who he also lifted? And he didn't get enough credit for lifting this guy. He lifted Mulata. A lot in those first 30. First off, hard to lift on the guy's 400 pounds, 350 pounds. No, because Mulata would get beat, and Hertz would be in there, and Hertz yeah. would just scoot right around the dude that was coming at him, and it's like, oh, no big deal, and then Hertz would run or pass and get a positive play. But you see the impact when you have a regular quarterback. They can't run like that. When Mulata gets beat, play is done. Blown up, done. I agree with you on that, Joe. I remember I called you guys after the Texans game, and I said my lotta was awful last night, and I'm concerned about, I'm concerned about him. It's, uh, it's just frustrating because I do think we're going to win, and I do think we're going to get the one seed. But, like, this should be such a fun season, the fact that we are 13-3, and three, and the fact that it's coming down week 18 yeah. is just really disappointing. What? Um, yeah. I didn't – Go ahead. For the, um, if I could, for a bad award, uh, under the radar guy, uh, Kaiser White. This guy's been bad for a couple weeks now. Uh, you know, there were times the first drive, Taysom Hill, Andy Dalton were throwing, running right at him. And I, I know they're not going to make a change, but mm. I struggle to see how Nicobe Dean could be much worse right now. Yeah, Kaiser White hasn't done much on it, feels like, for half a season. Yeah, uh, he came out of the gates really well, and and I was very surprised that he played a lot bigger than what the, you know the size he's listed. You know, I I was worried that he wouldn't be able to take on you know blocks from offensive yep. linemen, and he did a great job exploding through those and making plays anyway and shooting gaps. 
but we haven't seen those, you know, tackle for loss no. type plays from him. And I do think teams can take advantage of the fact that he's 220 pounds. That you know, it's it's just physics. Yeah, it's a disadvantage. And they're probably scheming that up. They see that, you know, they they yeah, they well, find they find ways I'm to attack. I'm telling him. you, that's why we see so much of this. Hey, three tight ends out there with a fullback. Right. I, I mean, this is like the third time I've mentioned a fullback in today's show. Because that's how teams know they can gain yardage. If they must, they will, you know, line up and get heavy and push us around. And yeah, Linville Joseph helps a lot. He actually started this game. Linville Joseph has worked his way into such a prominent role on this team because he's just gigantic and he can hold his ground. There are other guys who are not holding their ground. Hey, some good news because there wasn't much good news yesterday, but good news, Josh. Sweat uh, last night, if you missed this, tweeted out. Uh, of course, we know he you know, went to the hospital the whole deal during the game. He tweeted out, thank you for your prayers and support. I'll be back this season. Go Birds. This was 947 last night. That's great. So, because that was a scary moment. and uh, That was the first drive. And yeah, it was early, yep. That, I absolutely believe that had to do somewhat with the malaise it's really unfortunate well the malaise was really on offense the, though the malaise it really uh, was okay well that, that other than the, the game was the, stopped for no i agree 10 minutes oh well probably longer than the that entire team went out there on the field sure. to you know check but my, on john him. my point is other than the first drive the defense played like really good they gave up 13 points that is a winning effort yeah. from the defense but the saints offense is not good you know, like no, that, it's not that's, good. That, that's, that's the trade-off here. You're, you're right about that. All right, let's go to Matt. Matt, you're on WIP. Hi, Joe. Hi, John. Um, hey, Happy New Year, both. Happy I New have uh, some concerns about really the uh, the the coaching. Uh, the first drive was uh, was alarming from the defensive side. It was just yeah, – it, ter- it, was, it was terrible. Yeah, you can't allow the – a, a Saints offense or any offense for that matter is just march down the field. Yeah, the flip, but Matt, the flip side, I hear you. The flip side of that though is after that drive, the Eagles defense only gave up six points. I mean, this uh, is this is not a game you can lay on the defense. This is a game that is squarely about. I know you can say, well, the defense was a a, a tone setter, and I, it's true. I mean, I agree with you. It, like the first drive set a an eerie feeling in all of our minds. Like, what is going on out there? But thereafter, they gave up six points defensively. You, you can't be too critical of them, in my opinion. True. I mean, uh, being the offense didn't do much better. I mean, from the tackles, I mean, they got to do a better job of blocking a, sure a, a defensive end and making adjustments when you're playing against a guy like Cameron Jordan. Yeah, well, mean, he, he, he ate him up. He did three yeah. sacks. I mean, he was unbelievable. Absolutely. And they can't. It, it, it just from the play calling on down uh, up to the execution, I, I just don't really have a good feeling about this team uh, right now heading in, into the postseason. Yeah, you might get Hurts back, but, you know, those other concerns with the coaching staff are definitely alarming. And if they play like they did uh, with the miscues the past uh, two weeks, they they look like a one and done team in the playoffs. Hate to say it, but well, they better get their act. Yeah, they better get their act together because they, if they play like this, and Matt, thanks for the call. If they play like this, even if they get the one seed, they obviously could be clipped in 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 game one, which is round two, division round. But they could lose it. There's no doubt. Speaking of losing it, John, one thing they've obviously lost 
is they, you know, yesterday really sealed the fate. They're, the, the Saints pick is not going to be, you know, the super high pick mm. we were hoping for. I mean, James, this is a big bummer. I mean, we we had a chance it was like a five, to have. Yeah. Yeah, it was like Wasn't two or three it? weeks ago. It was the fifth pick. Yeah, it's a shame. And now it's I'm trying to do the math. It's eleven right now. Is that what it is? I mean, that's, that's what I saw. Not Which good, is man. Still, it's a nice pick. Look, it was a, a great trade, but we think is yeah. As I'm good seeing as twelve, ours. James. I'm seeing okay. Might have changed. Might change after the game last. No, no, because it wouldn't. Have, well, I don't know. I'm looking at ESPN.com and they rank them the whole league, and the Saints are the twelfth from the bottom. So, um. And obviously the Saints could lose this last one and tumble down a little bit, but but basically it's it's probably at best a back end of the top ten, and at worst if the Saints win one more, you know maybe you're looking at it like a fifteen or something. So it's going to be between about ten and fifteen, and considering it could have been a top five pick. And John, you know the deal, man. Look, as you guys are saying, eleventh pick, twelfth pick, fifth, like they're good picks. But when you get in the top five territory, yeah. a lot of times that's where you're drafting. Forget Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, and forget NFL All Pro. That's when you're drafting Hall of Famers a lot. Like top five, is or like, you're trading for a Hall because there's a bunch of quarterbacks. Like it just gives yeah. you so much more optionality. Totally, totally correct. All right, let's go to Charlie right now in Douglasville. Hi, Charlie. Charlie, hey you guys, hey buddy, hi Charlie. Hey, good to have you back, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, um, I'm really losing confidence in Sirianni here. I mean, it's like. No common sense. I mean, what are they doing? It's it's so frustrating to watch. You know, they're not running the ball. Yeah. Um, just seems like like he's not ready. Like he's almost ready to be the head coach, but he's not. It's just. So I think you're too down on him, Charlie. I mean, he, here's the thirty thousand foot view. All right, I'm going to give you a, a big okay. pushback here. The coach that you're criticizing has overseen sixteen games. They're thirteen and three. The coach did not have the starting quarterback yesterday or the last two games. When they had the starting quarterback, they're thirteen and one. What's your retort to that? Jalen's making them look good. Yeah, I think he's covering up their I, mistakes. I think that's part of it. I do wonder why the uh, why the plays didn't look a little more Gardner Minshewy. You know why? Why is it on that third and one early? You're running uh, the dive option with Gardner Minshew, who, th- who then is pulling it, and he has a, it, an option to throw it to Dallas Goddard in the flat. He's covered. Minshew has the option to run it for the first down, yeah. you know, uh, try to gain that edge against Cameron Jordan, who pl- just who's a better athlete than he is, so he ruins the entire play. That's, that's a Jalen Hurts play. And, and I do wonder, Charlie – were these coaches lulled into a sense of complacency that their offense just worked because Jalen Hurts made it work? Yeah, I thought they would run more of a West Coast with uh, sure with Minshew. That makes a lot I of sense. I was surprised, but remember, I mean, against Dallas, he was successful. Doing yeah, but I'll stuff. I'll say this: the I Dallas just, game. Let me let me just address this for a second. Dallas, I was. I'll use the word underwhelmed by Minshew versus Dallas. He wasn't bad. No. But I, I expected I expected a little bit better. I he really missed, I gotta say I did. He wasn't accurate the way I thought he'd be accurate. And, yeah, correct. And and first half and that especially was weird. first half. And when when you look at the whole thing, his rating for that game was passer rating was an eighty four. You look at his passer rating for this game, it was an eighty two. You know, like he's just in there somewhere, you know, like yeah. average. But he was worse yesterday. Much worse yes. yesterday yeah. because, uh, you know, more was 
falling down around yeah. him in his face. The the Saints defense did a really good job. Gardner Minshew is not think about the fact that Jalen Hurts, like all these reads that you're asking Gardner Minshew to make, you know, in this offense, the way it's designed, with do you pull it? Do you keep it? First of all, they don't respect him at all. They're not they're not holding that backside defensive yeah, end, yeah. the end man on the line. They they don't care. They don't expect he'll ever pull it, and if he does, they'll catch him anyway. And and just to so just say to Chip Kelly's credit and Foles's credit, back in 2013 when Foles was doing those type of plays, Foles would do this six seven yard scamper thing. He could keep it. I yeah. mean, there's he no could, doubt because it's he so there. It. He could keep it, yeah. but that's the thing. Gardner Minshew wasn't making that read yesterday. I guess he didn't have faith in his own wheels right. when he could have. So all these decisions, Jalen Hurts is making five decisions at once because he's great at that. And he's done it for a long time because that's where his strengths lie. Like, his ability to do that is unmatched, unparalleled. And you're asking this guy, who's a West Coast, you know, throw it short and keep it, keep, get it out quick type quarterback, to do the same stuff, like, with, with two weeks of practice. It, it's, it doesn't make sense. So that's where it does fall on the coaching staff to say, hey, wait a second. Yeah. Like, we, we are better suited to do – some of these other things, like just line up and hand it off sure. instead of having the ride and decide well, to start the whole thing. John, I agree with you, and I'll tell you where to me it's particularly concerning and, and a bad mark against Sirianni. Minshew's been here for two seasons. Yeah. This is the end of year two. Like, James, they didn't just acquire him two weeks ago, right? It's a no. New, right? No. Like, they've had <laughs> – just want to make sure. This was a probably a March or April of 2021 edition. So they've had him in the building for – 22 months so that if Hertz goes down to your point, John, you can be like, all right, playbook one, that's out. Let's go to playbook two. You'd think. No playbook two. By the way, speaking of the the quarterback position in football and as it ties back to Hertz, so because, you know, one of the things we wonder about is, you know, the MVP thing. Does the last two games make Hertz look better to the national audience for MVP? Or because he didn't play them and Mahomes continues to rack up numbers and wins, does it make Hurts look worse and hurt his chances for MVP? So when five minutes ago when I looked up the Saints' record, went to ESPN.com, just went to the standings, the whole deal. But when I first went to ESPN.com homepage, right now homepage, an article with a 50-man all-pro roster. I saw this. It says, yep, it says the NFL's real best players and which positions are up for debate. Now, John, ESPN.com. Which player is featured with a photograph? This is going to be ESPN's like, here's our photograph. Who's the photograph guy? Patrick Mahomes. It's not Jalen Hurts. So then I said, well, let's see kind of how they stacked it up. Quarterback. First team. Patrick Mahomes. Second team quarterback. Joe Burrow. Hmm. So... Look, it's just one guy because this is and his reasoning. If you read down, his reasoning is because Jalen Hurts missed two games. That's it. The reasoning he gives in there. That's see. That's this is where look. We we get frustrated as humans with other humans. That frustrates me. Like Patrick Mahomes, I believe he's played in all sixteen games this year. I think he is thirteen and three. They are thirteen and three. They being the Chiefs. The Eagles are 13 and 3. Hertz is 13 and 1. 
Am, am, am I missing something here? I mean, look, <laughs> all due respect to Mahomes, he's a, a magnificent player. And I would rather have him for the next 10 or 15 years because I think he's less likely to suffer injuries that impact the next 10 or 15 years than Jalen Hurts. But if you were to ask me who deserves the MVP through 16 games, and by the way, one more game to go. All right, so this thing could still spin in two or two directions. Only two directions. Um, I just think that's a bummer. I think that's not cool. And I and I think that Carson suffered a similar fate, not quite as egregious, but similar in 2016, 2017, I mean. And I think Doug Peterson suffered a similar fate when the Eagles did not play their starters week 17 of 2017 and finished 13 and three instead of 14 and two. I mean, even at 13 and three, he Doug should have been the coach of the year, not McVay. But obviously, if they chose to play their players, Doug would have won that game and been 14 and two. I'm like, what are we talking about? Why show McVay the coach of the year? Frustrating. 215-592-9494. Coming up, we'll talk about the AJ Brown situation. That interception, Gardner Minshew, the interception that basically sealed the game. And A.J. Brown's reaction after the game, any questioning whether A.J. Brown was a good teammate or not in, in what he said post-game of whether he dogged Minshew or not, fair or unfair, reasonable or not to say what he said, what he said, you'll hear it next. Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Hey, football season is underway. Well, it's more than underway. We're getting near playoff time. And now is a great time to download FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's right, $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet does not win. And that, of course, is when you sign up using promo code HAMMER. Promo code HAMMER always gets you the best deal. And promo code HAMMER, in this case, can be applied in a lot of directions. This final game here coming up, Philadelphia, New York, Week 18 action. Big point spread, by the way. Uh, How you want to bet that one. The quarterback, which quarterback it'll be. You can lock in on passing yards, rushing yards. We think it'll be the MVP candidate, Jalen Hurts. So lock it in, plus future bets, MVP odds, playoff possibilities. You can apply it to pro basketball, pro hockey, and more, even the coming baseball season. It's all there for you with an app that's awesome, safe, secure, easy to sign up for, easy to navigate to move from game to game, league to league. So lock it in using promo code HAMMER with FanDuel Sportsbook the official partner of 94WIP. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.